The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. Every sports media star has a story. From the highs... We are number one. We just grabbed every key demographic. <laughs> to the lows... You're fired! The path to success is always different. To help you learn more about the industry's top broadcasters, Barrett Sports Media brings you the Sports Talkers Podcast. Now, here's your host, Stephen Strong. Folks, thank you for making me a part of your morning, afternoon, night, whenever you may be listening. This is Sports Talkers Podcast. We've talked about how hard it is to not only break into this industry, but to stay in the industry. 35 years as the television voice of the Miami Heat, Eric Reed, one of my favorite people in the entire world, honestly. He has taken me under his wing at the Miami Heat and has been such a great mentor for me. And just hearing him and watching him prepare every day, has helped me so much, and I couldn't wait. I was trying to figure out a time when I can bring him on. Uh, and this is one of those guys that you have on your podcast, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could go another seven hours because everything that he says you want to listen to, you want to absorb like a sponge. So I got 15 minutes. Hopefully that's enough for everyone to enjoy it. But we talk about his childhood, of course, and how he broke in to broadcasting. We talk about just keeping his vernacular fresh and uh, how radio still matters, especially sports radio. Uh, with these tournament calls, it's so cool to see on Twitter guys like FAU and Miami. And we hear these voices down here almost every day in South Florida. But when it gets to the national publicity of Twitter. It's just great. It's great to hear these guys get that national attention. And uh, of course, Eric has some classic stories. He's been doing it for 35 years. So very excited to share that with you all. And as always, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the Sports Talkers podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Without further ado, enough of me. Here is Eric Reed. Talk about your childhood and, and when the idea of sports broadcasting came to you and when you thought, hey, I'm going to pursue this thing. Wow. Interesting question coming on this day when just a few hours ago we found out that former Knicks captain, uh, number 19, Willis Reed, passed away at the age of 80. And it brings me back, you know, to my first lifetime in the NBA as a Knicks fan and birthed the son of a Knicks season ticket holder, my dad. But, you know, I, I remember being with my dad um, at game seven in 1970. Um, so I was 13 years old at the time. I was there for game seven of the 1970 NBA championship series, Knicks and Lakers. So I was there as a, as a young man uh, and, and witnessed the Knicks winning their first ever NBA title. Uh, so to be sitting here with you now, you know, 35 years in, into my career as the Heat's broadcaster, uh, I am just so humbled and grateful uh, for a lifetime of enjoying NBA basketball. The first chapter one was a, as a fan and now chapter two a, as an NBA broadcaster for the Miami Heat. You know, it's this gift that that keeps giving. Let's start here. Let's first go with the school you chose, your university, uh, very close to your heart. You know, you just actually were there. You spoke. There was a nice article written on you. Let's give the audience some context on that and uh, talk to me about just your experience there and and, you know, what you did as a college student to, to try to get your foot in the door and get as much reps as you can broadcasting. Thank you, Stephen. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I never second guessed my college choice until about 10 years ago, 
because Ithaca College and Syracuse were my top two choices. I grew up in Massapequa, New York. So uh, uh, that New York state of mind and those were two outstanding, are two outstanding schools for broadcast journalism. Ithaca just struck me in a, the very first time I visited in a very personal way. I just felt like that was the right spot for me. I, but I probably did not give Syracuse the consideration that I should have knowing then what we all know now, that's the preeminent place, the new house factory of communications, right? My, my daughter who's a high school junior. That's number one on her list. Ithaca's number two. When I was a sophomore at Ithaca college, Cornell was playing Penn uh, one winter night, my sophomore year. I, I talked to a buddy of mine who had a car into driving me to the game and Stephen, I don't remember a single detail about the game, but the thing I'll never forget is watching the game, looking across the court at Barton Hall in Ithaca. I see the Cornell broadcast booth, and there's a play-by-play guy who's doing the game who I did not know. The color guy was a gentleman by the name of Dave Story, who was a senior at Ithaca College. I was a sophomore at the time. Minute the game ended, I did I did like a Steven Strom, right? I ran down the bleachers. <laughs> scooted across the court, ran up those bleachers, and I get Dave Story's attention. They're done with their postgame show. I go, Dave, what are you doing here? He goes, I do color for the 13 Cornell home games, and I'm getting one academic credit at Ithaca College uh, that was class called Radio Workshop, if you can get an internship. I said, how in the world did you get that internship? He said, the play-by-play guy is the news director at WHCU in Ithaca, and he's the guy. I say, you know, because he was a senior, I had no reservation to say, could you introduce me to him? Right, 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 right. On the spot. Hi, Mr. Al Beller. I'm Eric Reed. Uh, I would love that internship next year. And he said, meet me in my office next week. We set a date. I, I, I have a meeting with him. He says, if you stay up this this summer between your sophomore and junior year and do a news internship, I'll give you the basketball internship the following season. I say, absolutely. It's done deal. And this is a true story. I'm home on Thanksgiving break and the phone rings in my parents' Long Island home, Massapequa, New York. And it's the GM of WHCU saying, Eric, uh, our play-by-play guy's wife is about to have a baby. Can you do the season opener Cornell at Syracuse? You know what my answer was, right? I I jumped in my car. I started this five and a half hour pilgrimage through a winter snowstorm, Manly Fieldhouse. I show up about a half hour before tip-off time. There's an engineer there. He had set my equipment up, and I do play-by-play as a junior at college for another school, Cornell at Syracuse. And it felt great. I got to do one other game on the road that year by myself, Cornell at Niagara. And it was riding home on that bus from Niagara, New York, to, to Ithaca, New York. And the thought was running through my mind of, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to work for a team and do their games. So you never know how you get the first job or much less how you're going to get the second job. But one of my philosophies forever, Stephen, is, you know, and we talked about this even right before this call, take care of the present, take care of what's right in front of you. And not that you Mm. don't pay attention to what's in your future. You got to spend some of your time cultivating future opportunities, but spend most of your time focused in on the task at hand. And I, I always feel you take care of the present, the future almost takes care of itself. How do you keep your vernacular fresh where you're not saying the same things over an 82 game course of a season? That's a good question. You know, I think in some instances you do say the same things, 
um, I, I start every game the same way. Off we go on another Miami Heat NBA adventure. And and at the very beginning, uh, you know, the first shot, you know, hope you enjoy every bounce and basket. Um, there are some things that people get used to that's familiar, that fits. But the best part of this job and what's kept me so fresh, uh, you know, from from my junior year at doing Cornell games uh, to my 35th year with Miami, every game is different and you never know what is going to happen and forget all of your preparation. That's just one building block. It's what the game gives you. And that's what keeps your vernacular fresh, the game. You know, with the NCAA tournament here, we're starting to see social media and different sites share their radio calls. And, and radio has faded, unfortunately, these last few years. Um, but just seeing, like, we'll just use FAU and Ken Lavecca, for example, like that call, you know, Joe Sazaki down in Miami, hearing those calls, it's a refresher and kind of a reminder that radio still matters. Like, it still has a place here. Does it still have a place in sports? It would be my question. I think so, and I hope so, even though it's been phased out, being phased out at the collegiate level. Everything is online now. Everything is being streamed. Um, you know, in my heart, I'm still a radio play-by-play guy. That's how, that's When I started in this business, that's all I ever wanted to be. I, I idolized a guy like Joe Tate, who, who every word that that man used when he called Cleveland Cavaliers games lent to the description of the game he was calling. He was an artist at it. And painting that word picture. It's the truest form of play-by-play. It's an, ex- I love the skill set. I love the challenge of that. Um, I, I've been in contact with Joe Z and Ken Lavica this week. Um, with Joe, you know, I've known Joe 35 years. Ken, I live two minutes from FAU. I have gotten to know Ken over the years. I've been at a handful of FAU basketball games every single season. But the the big takeaway for me is, I'm so happy for those two and any other college broadcaster that that gets to go on this journey. It brings me back to to 1987 when I was the radio radio play-by-play guy at Providence College. And we went to the Final Four in 1987 with Rick Pitino as the coach and Billy Donovan as the point guard. Every March, it comes back to me. And right now, it's coming back to me in a very personal way, seeing it happen for two friends and colleagues like Joe and Ken and seeing it happen in South Florida, two of the Sweet 16 teams from down here in this football-dominated region, it, this is becoming a, a, an outstanding basketball area. You've been able to work with a couple of different color commentators, Tony Fuentino, John Crotty right now, and of course, Dr. Jack Ramsey that we did a feature on. Give me a really good Jack Ramsey story when you were uh, doing games with him back in the day. Uh, Ramsey and Reed doing a game at San Antonio. And we had this, I, I even told this at Jack's funeral, believe it or not, this crazy story. We, we happened to have this um, attractive middle-aged female stage manager, very lovely lady. And she was our stage manager that night. And back then the stage manager like, you know, hands you the cards to read, the promos, you know, this and that. So just as we're coming back onto the air, she leans across Jack to hand me this card. And just as the telecast is coming back, Ramsey goes, mmm, you smell good. (laughs) I go, thanks, coach. You smell good, too. Because you 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 don't leave your partner hanging like that. The improv, my favorite part is the quick-witted improv to just 
not just sit and freeze. You're just like, I got to save my guy. E-Reed is for the people. I mean, E-Reed has your back. He goes, no, you smell good, Jack. That's one of my favorite <laughs> stories, man. Unbelievable. Um, all right, last one. We'll let you go. Top three favorite play-by-play announcers right now in basketball to listen to, E-Reed. Give me them. My three favorite? Your favorite. Wow. Two of them, like, jump right out at you. Uh, would be Mike Breen and and Ian Eagle. Um, what I makes them those, great? Well, a, a lot of things. A lot of things. Well, I think what makes them great as people, you know, the head of our peer group, I consider them the two best NBA broadcasters right now. They both have national platforms, and they both still work for local teams. Ian with with the Nets, and and Mike with the Knicks. So they're two of the most highly skilled. They're also two of the nicest, most mm. genuine, humble, uh, terrific people. They really are, and and I just love that. It's, it's like it's like playing on a team with, with Alonzo Mourning, right? When when your best player is your hardest worker, you know that's a good team. So they make us from the top down, you know, a great group. I, I love them both, and and I love both of their work. You know, a, th- a third guy, and there's so many. Listen. It's it's almost all great. There's so many guys that I enjoy watching. You know, it, it, for radio, it was for all those years. Joe Tate. If I was to throw in a TV guy right now, that anytime I get a chance to enjoy him, I really take that opportunity. Mark Followell of the Dallas Mavericks. He does games with Derek Harper. I just enjoy their call. Um, and you know, and a guy that I've watched for so many years. Um, Mike Gorman of the Celtics, mm. who was a mentor for me, Stephen, when I was a young mid-20s radio guy in Providence, and I get to Providence, and there's Mike Gorman, um, you know, doing, this was before he got the Celtics job. Think about that. He's been with the Celtics over 40 years. When I got there, he was the voice of the Big East Conference, as the Big East was just happening. And uh, Mike was then what he is now, a great play-by-play guy and a better human being. So um, thankfully, our profession is filled with talented and good guys. All righty, a huge thanks to Eric Reed. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at E-Reed. Um, again, so happy he was able to carve out some time. We got lucky with two days off on Monday, Tuesday, so we were able to record. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to check out BarrettSportsMedia.com. Just had the summit. Make sure to check out the articles, the podcast. We are everywhere covering you, and we've got you on uh, sports radio and sports media news. Everything that you can imagine, Barrett Sports Media has, so make sure to check that out. And, of course, rate, subscribe, and review the Sports Talkers podcast. Have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you next Thursday right here on BarrettSportsMedia.com. Thank you for listening to the Sports Talkers podcast with Stephen Strong. A reminder that each episode can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting platforms. To stay up to date on future episodes, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com.